Hello, this is Pastor Lanny Westfall, and welcome to this journey through Lent of finding joy. We are going to be visiting the city of Philippi with the Apostle Paul, and we are going to be studying his letter to the early church in Philippians. He wrote this letter from prison, and it shows very much how despite all of our difficult circumstances, we can find joy. And so during Lent, help us find joy together as we journey toward the resurrection and we realize that the tomb is empty and Jesus is Lord. Thanks, Pastor Lanny. Hi, everyone. This is Robert, your new worship and music director. For this podcast, we asked our three newest staff members and three members of the congregation to pick three songs that bring them joy and to reflect on them as well as the reading selected for each week. We hope you enjoy this series, Finding Joy.
Hi everyone. For those of you who don't know me, my name is Robert Martin, and I am the new Director of Worship and Music here at Lord of Life. When we were first planning what we wanted to do during the season of Lent, there was a lot of discussion about different ways to allow even the busiest of us to participate in this year's study, Finding Joy. Someone had thrown out the idea of a podcast. The light bulb turned on in my head, and we ran with it. This is the first of six episodes in this series that will follow the readings in each midweek worship service. This week's episode will focus on Acts 16, the story of Paul's first visit to the city of Philippi with Silas, Timothy, and Luke. But first, let's talk about that first song we heard. Celtic Woman is an Irish supergroup originally formed in 2004. In 2007, they released this song, Mogila Mar, on their second album, A New Journey. I discovered the group in 2009 as a freshman music major at Houghton College in western New York. I had been familiar with a few Celtic artists at this point, but the CD that most was played in my dorm room at the time was Enya, who I've now dubbed the gateway to Irish trad music. While their concerts are pretty cheesy, there was something brilliant in the orchestration and arrangements written by David Downs that spoke to me, and have since influenced my own writing and producing greatly, to the point where I was able to perform with one of the original members of the group in grad school in 2019. Feel free to ask me about that story another day. Mogilamar, which translates to my gallant lad, is traditionally sung as a lament. The goddess Era, the personification of the land of Ireland, is singing about the loss and exile of the Bonnie Prince Charlie following the failed Jacobite uprising of 1745. In modern time, this lament has changed into a song of celebration of Ireland's rich language and history, honoring what has been lost, but also the resurgence and discovery of what has been found. As I listen to this piece, I am reminded of where I have started in my musical journey, and also where I might be headed in the future. And while things have never quite gone the way I had originally planned them, God has always had a bigger and better plan in mind for me, just like Paul in this story from Acts. Throughout this episode, I've referenced the term, and will reference the term, musical journey a number of times. When I look at my life and what has brought me joy throughout it, it makes the most sense to look at it like a journey through musical genres and styles as my taste has developed and changed over the years. This next song that has brought so much joy into my life represents the next part of that musical journey. In my undergrad years, I was obsessed with Irish music and had made it my entire personality. Cringe, I know. After graduating and possessing a vacuum of time to be filled, I turned to video games, but also to video game music and the incredibly rich genre and community of creators that it involved. Baba Yetu was written by Christopher Tin as the opening movement to his song cycle, Calling All Dawns. Released in 2009, this piece was featured in the game Civilization IV, and the album was the first music featured in the video game to win a Grammy Award. The lyrics of this piece are quite literally the Lord's Prayer in Swahili, and is now one of the most recognized choral pieces in the modern canon. Listening to this piece, you can't help but be entranced by the choir repeating the soloist, and to be completely transported when the orchestra enters full force to support a loud and proud Soweto gospel choir. And did I mention French horns? Because French horns. Baba, yet, 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 yet. 
also to Derby and to Lystra, where there was a disciple named Timothy, the son of a Jewish woman who was a believer, but his father was a Greek. He was well spoken of by the believers in Lystra and Iconium. Paul wanted Timothy to accompany him, and he took him and had him circumcised because of the Jews who were in those places, for they all knew that his father was a Greek. As they went from town to town, they delivered to them for observance the decisions that had been reached by the apostles and elders who were in Jerusalem. 
So the churches were strengthened in the faith and increased in numbers daily. They went through the region of Phrygia and Galatia, having been forbidden by the Holy Spirit to speak the word in Asia. When they had come opposite Mysia, they attempted to go into Bithynia, but the Spirit of Jesus did not allow them. So passing by Mysia, they went to Troas. During the night, Paul had a vision. There stood a man of Macedonia, pleading with him and saying, Come over to Macedonia and help us. When he had seen the vision, we immediately tried to cross over to Macedonia, being convinced that God had called us to proclaim the good news to them. We set sail from Troas and took a straight course to Samothrace, the following day to Neapolis, and from there to Philippi, which is a leading city of the district of Macedonia and a Roman colony. We remained in this city for some days. In this passage, we find Paul heading in one direction, in what he believed was his calling. Soon God had closed that door and opened another one, in which Paul was meant to go through from the beginning, and was led to his true calling. Many of us have experienced this sort of ordeal in our lives. We take great strides and sacrifices towards a future that we believe is our calling, only to have that path in front of us become a wall and God then opens a new pathway towards a different goal that, in hindsight, was probably where we were meant to be heading towards from the very beginning. In this passage, Paul found joy in the journey and in having a purpose. In my undergraduate education, I was a music education major up until the end of my first semester of senior year. This semester was reserved for our student teaching, where we were required to teach under a professional teacher in both a primary and secondary classroom. I was placed at my request in a high school with an incredible marching band program. This school was my nerdy band kid dream, and that type of school I had always hoped to be a teacher in. That is until I learned how the sausage was made, and realized that I didn't agree with a number of the practices the teacher I was studying under was using to achieve his high standards. And like a fool, I had been vocal about it. Flash forward 12 weeks to myself carrying all of my belongings out of this high school in tears because after a half a semester of work, stress, and living in fear of what this teacher could do to my career, my worst nightmare had come true. On the day of my final evaluation by my music education professor, I was told to leave the school and to not return. Due to a personality conflict, the dream school I had requested to work in had sent me packing, and I had failed my student teaching placement. The number of thoughts going through my head as I tried to carry too many instruments and a giant box of music down a crowded high school hallway were insurmountable. My first call was to my professor, who immediately got to work to figure out what happened and where we would go from there. He gave me a few hours to calm down and collect myself before meeting with him at a random Starbucks in Buffalo to gain a bit of perspective. At this point in my education, I had realized that teaching in the public school system was not for me, but it was the path I was headed down, and after the amount of work that goes into that degree was completed, there was no real way to change it without it costing a literal arm or leg, not to mention at least two more years of undergraduate education. My professor sat me down and asked me what my career goals were, and I had said I wanted to be a conductor, 
and carry on the work that I had started with the Pops Orchestra at the school, and that music education wasn't my passion anymore. He paused to think, and then said, So if we can get you out of here with a Bachelor's of Music on time, no matter what it is in, you'll be good to go, because you need to go to graduate school anyways. And I responded, Yeah, basically, I've already applied to a number of programs. And it was at this moment when I knew that God had his hands in all of this. Because the lovely part about going to a small, and I mean small, Christian college in Western New York is that everyone is connected. Everyone knows everyone. And that the wife of my music education professor worked at the college as the school's registrar. And she was able to craft a semester and a half of classes that I needed to complete in order to graduate on time with the Bachelors of Music that would allow me to go on to grad school on time. Two weeks after failing my student teaching placement, I was sitting in my new classes, headed off to a new future. God had closed one door, and while the experience itself was nothing short of traumatic, I seriously couldn't go into the city of Buffalo for like three months after this all happened. The outcome has made my life and my journey all the better. If this hadn't happened, I never would have studied in Ireland. My orchestra, the Irish Video Game Orchestra, would never have been started, and the things that truly bring me joy and the friendships that I cherish so much would not exist. So with that, I leave you with this final piece, the first piece I had learned on fiddle back when I was still playing, a set of jig tunes by the Scottish fiddler Alistair Fraser that absolutely lightens my day anytime it comes on, and I hope it does the same for you. Thank you so much for listening to the first episode of Finding Joy. I hope that these songs have brought you some joy into your day. Be sure to check out the whole playlist from all of our contributors and come back next week for our next episode. 